Today on this special emergency episode, we'll be discussing the fight between Chris Rock and Will Smith at the Oscars, and we'll be discussing alopecia. This is Doctor vs. Comedian. I'm Dr. Asif Doja, and this is a Doctor of Laughs. Not a real doctor. Ali Hassan. Every episode, I pick a topic for Ali from comedy and entertainment, and I question him about it. Then Ali picks a topic for medicine and health and grills me on that topic. Today, we are having an emergency discussion about the confrontation between Will Smith and Chris Rock at the Oscars. And we'll be discussing alopecia, the disease which Will Smith's wife, Jada Pickett Smith, suffers from. Ali, we should just get right into this. No, it's an emergency. It's, it's an we emergency. have to get right into this. Listen, I, we've, I, I had so many people message us saying we need to talk about this. Well, of course, if we've positioned ourselves as guys who talk about comedy and who talk about, uh, you know, your Oscars fanatic, lunatic, some people might say, then this is right in our wheelhouse and uh, we appreciate the... Um, the encouragement from others. We just have to carve out the time here. You know, Asif has uh, a couple of children on the operating table who he won't be able to get to today because of this. But yeah. no, not true. I don't do surgery. And in fact, I know, I know. And That's in fact, why it's... it was your schedule. Ali is taking a break from the set of Canada Reads to record this podcast. Story. And so uh, you guys are probably seeing this podcast is coming out earlier than our regular Friday. This is going to be our podcast for this week early for you guys so we can capitalize on this discussion and then we'll have our regular one uh coming out april 8th so ali i guess for those people who have been living under some sort of rock um Mm -hmm. uh maybe we should just go over exactly what happened yeah, tell, well, why don't you go over that? Did you see it live? Yeah, so I, I, of course I, you did. You I watched, watched it live. Oscars, of yeah. course you do. He knows that because yeah. Ellie and I were texting during this time. But um, so <laughs> essentially, Chris Rock came out to introduce best documentary feature. He started making some jokes, and again, there's what we know now and what we knew at the time. Then he makes a joke uh, about Jada Pinkett Smith. In hindsight, this apparently was an ad lib. This was not a part of the script, uh, but he saw her sitting in the front row and uh, made a joke. Of course, I don't remember exactly the terminology, though everybody else does. But he basically he said, oh, uh, Jada, you know, uh, you're up for Jada. You know, I love you. That's right. Jada, you know, I love you. Right. G.I. Jane, too. Can't wait to see it. A joke about her bald head and her appearance in a non-existential film called G.I. Yeah. Jane 2, for which Demi Moore many years ago shaved her head to be part of. Right. I mean, and so you could say, okay, he's making a lame joke about an old movie that nobody remembers, right? Unless you're Ali and mine's age. Uh, and so then what happened was, it, again, this has been examined like there's Zapruder film, it seems, uh, from the JFK assassination. So uh, Jada Pinkett Smith rolls her eyes, seems not that amused. Then... What is happening while she's rolling her Will eyes? Will Smith is laughing. Correct. <laughs> then um, Chris Rock uh, basically says, you know, he basically sees that the joke didn't go over that well, mainly because it wasn't that funny, I would assume. I think there were some groans in the audience, too, and he was like, what, what, what? That's a light yeah, one, that's right? right. That was a, said, like, yeah. That's not even that yeah. bad. And then, uh, and then Will Smith got up and walked towards, like got up on stage and walked towards... Um, Chris Rock, 
Uh, at that point, uh, Chris is like, kind of like, whoa, what's going on? And then the audio... I mean, he said it with a smile on yeah. his face. He's like, uh-oh, yeah. uh-oh. He was still playing along. Yeah. He was like, what's this going to be? Of course he's doing that because he's not thinking he's going to get slapped. Why would anyone think they're going to get slapped at the then, Oscars? So he is playing In along. North America, the audio goes out on this. Uh, yep. But people, again, have found audio from Australia and Japan, these different feeds, and they're able to find Thank out... Thank you, Australia. What, what Thank happened. you, Japan. Yes. And then... Um, Will Smith essentially slaps uh, Chris in the face. I would say across, across the face. more than yeah. in. Yeah. Quite a yeah, wind Why up, am I going over this when you... <laughs> anyway. So, I'm just here to critique yeah. every single word you say then, if you don't mind. Uh, Thank you Will Smith much. goes back and sits down and twice he says the words one um, kind of more quietly than... One time he says it more quietly than the second time, but he says... Neither were quiet us. They were both loud. Just one was much louder. Okay. It's like, in case you didn't hear me yell it the first time, let me yell it yeah. louder. That's, I mean, when I watched the Japanese broadcast, it was, they, they were both quite okay. loud. So then he basically says, uh, keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth, um, is what he said. Except get this, get this, didn't say effing, said the word. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, and then so I mean, you know, to be honest, I'm 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 joking around. I'm being a little facetious here, but that's a, that's a, quite a detail as well because it, it it talks to Will's Will Smith's mental state at the time, how enraged he must have been, knowing it's a live broadcast. Nobody knows better than the Will Smiths of the world that this is a live telecast, and he knows that he is swearing at the top of his lungs. Uh, as well as having just slapped Chris. I mean, the whole thing is like, so you know, he's doubling down. He's doubling I mean, down. Right. The slap is already horrific, like as far as like for him. Anyway, so Chris Rock, uh, so Chris Rock says, um, "Oh, Will Smith just slapped the s out of me," uh, and slapped then, um, <laughs> and then uh, he basically says, uh, you know, stumbles on his words a bit, says, "Oh, the greatest night in television history." And then continues on with presenting the award, essentially, is what happens. Yeah, I'm going to add the word somehow in there. Yeah, so, okay. So, you know, like I said, people kind of want to know our, our takes. So that's basically what happened. I guess we can fast forward. So then uh, several awards get given out, which we can kind of get back to in a second in terms of who won those and, and the impact this incident had on those awards. Um, P. Diddy comes out. Uh, and he's introducing a, a kind of a, the the anniversary of the Godfather uh, because they had um, Al Pacino, Francis Ford Coppola, and Robert De Niro come out for that. And so P. Diddy kind of addresses this at the beginning. He's a total professional, by the way, uh, as is Chris Rock for how he dealt with all this. Uh, and then that kind of gets dealt with. Amy Schumer has a joke about it a bit later on in the show. And then, of course, Will Smith wins for... Um, uh, King Richard, uh, best actor, which you had er yeah. in our Oscars yeah. episode. Most people predicted, predicted yeah. that, and then and yeah. then he gives a speech. So I don't know if we want to get into the speech now or talk about that in a little bit. I think we'll get to the speech. Look, I I wanted to address four different things that came up of, as as sort of defenses of what Will Smith did. I think the behavior is indefensible, but here are some of the defenses coming up. Number one, people are saying they had a feud. Chris and Will Smith, they had a thing, they had a feud. Uh, as one of our friends put it, Asif, our friend Hassan said, uh, two, two comments over six years does nary make a feud, mm -hmm. right? That's not really what's going on here. 
2016, Chris Rock made a comment now famous about, uh, well, then you know, famous since then, about Jada Pinkett Smith's boycotting of the Oscars. If you recall, hashtag Oscars so white, she boycotts. His joke is Jada Pinkett Smith boycotting the Oscars. That's like me saying I'm boycotting Rihanna's panties. I was never invited. Okay, good, solid jab. If you're at home watching that, you're like, I hate this guy. That's fine. And I'm sure Will Smith must have heard plenty of her hate about that. There's nothing else documented between 2016 and now. Anyway, Jada Pinkett Smith, it seems, holds a grudge because she rolled her eyes uh, at the Oscars in such a way to suggest that this again. But it's been... Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure about that. I think you're putting a bit of... um her intent in her mouth in her, in her mind i should say like who knows she rolled her eyes let's just take it what it is she rolled her eyes at a joke that was perhaps not that funny um you know. absolutely but if that prompted will smith to get up and do something and make maybe this yeah. incredible yeah. spectacle i wonder yeah what else and, is, and is, let's is, just say well i want to let you finish your four kind of defenses of what's going on but the problem yeah. with these defenses is you now you're putting stuff again in the intent into Will Smith trying to explain away his actions. I actually have a huge problem with people trying to do that, but I, I think you do too, yeah, which I is agree. why you're explaining them. But anyway, continue. Yeah. Okay. Another defense is she had a medical condition. And that's why we're talking about alopecia. Because in my mind, having known of probably over a half dozen people who have had alopecia, and maybe you're about to tell me there's different types of alopecia and it is a disease you did mention, something she's suffering from. For me, look... In my mind, it's, and I will just tell you, and I say this with, with, with ignorance of the various types of alopecia, but you're about to school me on this. I don't, I don't even know if it's like valid to mention she's suffering from a medical condition. So it's different. Number one, you know, she's not a single mom with a, with, with a handicap of some kind. Some people are calling it a disability. Make no mistake about it. It's a disability. This is an extremely wealthy person who still gets work, who still gets to be a mom, who still gets to be a wife. I mean, I'm not sure if it's valid. Number two, even if she has a medical condition, I'm not sure how that justifies what happened. And that brings us to number three. People say Chris crossed a line. In my mind, that, that shows a lack of understanding of what's been said by other comedians throughout the years, not only at award shows, but just in general. And even shows a, 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 a you know kind of an ignorance on what Chris Rock has, himself has said to other people in the past. That's why the Oscars invite him back, to take these jabs, to humanize these millionaires and multimillionaires in the audience, to make it look like it's not just a gathering of, you know, coastal elites, as they call it. And even if you think he crossed the line, how do you how do you justify assault? And and to that point, a lot of people are like, yeah, but was it really assault? Let me just tell you that assault. And I I went to the, you know, a a, a site of a lawyer, somebody who would be defining assault. Uh, assault's defined as any intentional act that causes another person to fear an attack, or imminent physical harm. Okay, that definition recognizes that placing another person in fear of bodily harm is itself an act deserving of punishment, even if the victim of the assault is not physically harmed. So, no, I mean, that's quite broad. Chris Rock, although was a, you know, although he was a total G about it, he was definitely attacked or assaulted, if you like that word better, and he was definitely harmed. And I just think about like 
hockey. And if somebody swings a stick at somebody, everybody immediately, including hockey fans who watch these guys who part of their game is to body check each other and hit each other. They still will say as soon as it turns into something like um, a a, a stick swinging or some uh, attack from behind, it's assault. So how are we not calling this assault? I I just don't understand it. And uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wrote a fantastic article that I'm sure you're going to link to, Asif, because you shared that with me. And, 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 you know, really one of the most amazing voices of our time, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Think about what Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had to go through on a regular basis. As a basketball player in the 60s and 70s, a black man in cities like Boston and Philly, mentally strong, mentally tough, the racism, and then the physical brutality of, 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 the, of a schedule of playing basketball for that many years. And, that and many being openly well. Muslim in a time where that was not a very and common being, thing. Absolutely yeah. right. And uh, I didn't say that because I'm getting to the Muslim Sorry. thing in a minute. But yes, absolutely. No, no, no. Absolutely correct. And if Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, of all people, can say that this is assault, I mean, I think you can, you know, let's say that it is assault. And when people say he crossed the line, what is that line? He crossed Will's line. But that's Will with his own baggage and whatever other, you know, various potentially trauma he's going through. This is not a comedy line. Okay, this is not even the Oscars line. Everybody has a, a, a different line. So to cross the line right away, is, I feel that's a very flawed thing, you know? Whereas I, I, most of us should agree that Will Smith in assaulting Chris Locke is the guy who, who crossed the line. And finally, you know, and I went through, this went through my mind. I think this is very natural. We have a distrust of Hollywood and what are they doing? Ever since Janet Jackson's Nipplegate uh, with Justin Timberlake. You're like, what's a publicity stunt? So number four, the defense is this is just a publicity stunt. I know people who till this the next day are still saying, no, it's a publicity stunt. Who benefits from this? The Oscars. People watch the Oscars. That's it. Otherwise, who benefits from this? Will Smith does not benefit from this. This is not a boon to his career. Chris Rock even does not uh, benefit from this. There's a lot of people calling him a chump, cross the line, this and that. Comedy as a whole does not benefit from this. Award shows as a whole do not benefit from this. Now they have to go into all this contingency planning. What if somebody attacks somebody, all this kind of stuff. And, you know, the aftermath of all of this is, is to nobody's benefit other than ratings. And, and the players in this, Will Smith, Jada Smith, um, Chris Rock, would have to agree to be part of a publicity stunt. And if you do the math on it, quote unquote, I can't do math, but you know what I mean? No, I it's moronic. I don't it's it's moronic. And in fact, you know, as a lot of people have joked about on social media, you know, uh, congratulations on the last Oscars ever. You know, this is, you know, it, yeah. this could be the nail in the coffin of the Oscars. Nobody watches it. There were a lot of desperate attempts on the show overall to appeal to a younger uh, demographic probably those failed um we could talk about that later if you want but uh yeah no i, I think that's a it, that's a kind of crazy defense it doesn't make any sense to me mm-hmm. so with those sort of defenses kind of out of the way and and from my opinion you know dismissed uh let's go back to number two she has a medical condition i want to know about this medical condition and and i want to know you know, specifically, I want to know if it's considered in your mind a, a disability and, and something that um, 
that prevents you from doing everyday things. Okay, so what, let's take a uh, an aside, talk about alopecia for a few minutes, then we'll come back and talk a bit more about Will Smith and uh, the, the speech and all that other stuff. You got it. Okay, so Ali, what we're talking about is uh, alopecia areata. From my understanding and in my reading of Jada uh, Pinkett Smith's condition, this is what I believe she has, which is the autoimmune form of alopecia. Alopecia just means hair loss, and you can have different um, causes for it. So, you know, your uh, alopecia, the, the male balding, sorry, everybody, I'm revealing some what? of Ali's... Um, per- what? personal uh, medical history I can grow this back anytime I want. um you know that that's one cause but we're talking about an autoimmune cause so basically it's uh it can be recurrent it uh, is a what we call a non-scarring kind of hair loss that can affect any area um that has hair on your body it is and this is what you're getting at it's a benign condition most patients really have are asymptomatic so they have a bit of hair coming out but otherwise you know do okay but it can cause emotional and psychological distress so is it a disability or not i think that's a bit up to the in terms of the severity of the individual case uh and how someone reacts to it and how they deal with it i would i would say it's like some non um life-threatening skin conditions you know uh, maybe not life-threatening but can certainly affect you vitiligo is one and i do want to talk about vitiligo on an upcoming episode where you you get um you know this uh the the loss of the melanin pigment in, in your skin you know it's not harmful you're not going to die from it but it certainly can affect you your psychology your self-esteem so uh, alopecia areata is this autoimmune form. So we presume there's an autoimmune cause. Uh, there's a lot of evidence that supports that it's an autoimmune condition. Uh, we assume that the process is what we call T-cell mediated. Again, with COVID, everybody seems to know about T-cells and and uh, B-cells. B-cells is the uh, antibody response, which there is a bit in this, but it, pre- it appears to be predominantly T-cells. And we also know this because it's associated with other autoimmune conditions. So like uh, atopic dermatitis or eczema, uh, vitiligo, it's actually commonly associated with, uh, thyroid disease, collagen vascular diseases, so uh, lupus, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, things like that, actually associated with Down syndrome uh, in certain cases, and some psychiatric disorders, anxiety, uh, depression, etc. And it can be associated with a stressful life event in the six months preceding the hair loss. So there is a stress kind of component as well. Um, people wonder if it could be a virus that kind of triggers your immune system. That's never really been proven. So there's a few forms of this uh, alopecia uh, areata. Um, one is reticular, which is um, um, extensive hair loss, and then you have patches, which then coalesce. Uh, you can have the ophiasis form, where it's localized, the hair loss is at the sides and the lower back of your scalp. Or you can have the opposite, which is sisapho, which is ophiasis spelled backwards, which is kind of like interesting that that's how they decided to do it, which is the hair loss spares the side and back of your head. So, you know, your hair loss is mainly at the top, like Jean-Luc Picard from uh, Star Trek, that kind of uh, appearance. Uh, had to get a nerd reference in somewhere in all of this. Look, Jean-Luc, does he actually have sisapho? or No, is he, he has, he has the male pattern baldness. Um, right okay alopecia totalis 
100% of hair loss on the scalp. And then there's alopecia universalis, which is hair loss yeah. of every part of your body. Uh, I have a friend who went. Yeah, through. and and I don't. I think it's yep. it's 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 not un, uncommon. Um, it occurs in about 0.1 to 0.2 percent of the general population, and your lifetime risk of developing it is about 1.7 percent. So interestingly, though, there is no race or gender predominance. This is one of the things I'm seeing in the press about this whole thing. Like you know, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is a black woman, and alopecia affects black women more. So that's where we, the details kind of, you know, devil's in the details here. Alopecia areata, the autoimmune form, which I presume she has from reading the articles, you know, of People Magazine, some of these profiles on her, uh, is that autoimmune form does not have a race predilection. It actually doesn't even have a gender predominance, which is strange because it seems like it might be more women. But, uh, and I'll, I'll put a link to this article, a very interesting article uh, from uh, a, a, a Brazilian dermatology uh, article. Of course, there's lots of African uh, American people in Brazil. And so they talk about the kind of hair. Did you just say African American people? Yeah, because guess what? They're in South America, Ali. Jeez, all you think about is North America. Anyway, so um, uh, uh, so they talk about different types of, of hair disorders in people of African descent in, in, in Brazil, but they obviously are generalizing to all people. And so one of those is actually called um, traction alopecia, which is very common in black women and results from years of using hair pieces, hairstyles that exert prolonged and repeated traction on hair, like extensions. Right. And that can cause shortening of the hairs and will give this appearance of, of alopecia, but it's attraction alopecia, kind of from mechanical stress on the hairs. There's also different types of hair loss you can get from using um, a lot of products, straightening products and things like that, which, again, uh, many uh, African-American women use. So, again, you have to be a bit careful when you're trying to generalize everything like that. But, uh, you know, when it comes to, as we said, a lot of people don't need treatment for this because it is a kind of a benign uh, disease in a lot of ways. Uh, most people will have spontaneous regrowth within a year of the alopecia. Uh, and only 10% uh, or less of patients get an extensive alopecia, and only 1% have that alopecia universalis that your, that your friend did. So a lot of patients, you don't need treatment. Um, but there is treatment if you want to kind of uh, affect that autoimmune response. So again, we use things we've talked about with other autoimmune diseases, so corticosteroids or other immune modulatory therapies. And those can be topical just on your hair or systemic, like you take it and it affects your whole body. I won't go into all of them because there's many different ones that can be used and really your dermatologist would, would look into this and, and, and prescribe different uh, things because dermatology is skin, but it's also hair uh, as well. So that's basically the um, quick five minutes on alopecia areata. Okay, so am I, you know, am I crazy to say this? And I, I'm not trying to be a jerk about, it, but when you say that this is a disease that Jada Pinkett Smith suffers from, you know, we've watched people suffer. Us, if I have loved ones who have cancer when they're going through chemotherapy, when they're going through all this pain, this is like really suffering. And from what you are saying, yes, there's an emotional suffering. I will never compare what I went through to uh, what a woman goes through when she's balding. But as a as a as a vain twenty uh, year old, you expect to start balding in your thirties, forties, fifties, really. And as a guy who was balding at age nineteen, twenty. 
I went through a mini thing. I don't know if it was a depression or not, but I was like really, really down about this, that this is my life. How You know, this is a time before people were shaving their head. There was Vin Diesel and that's it. So Ali, it's, it's very individual on the individual person. I don't know how I would feel if it happened to me or my wife or my kids. And, and everybody has an individual thing. As I always tell families when I see them, you know, nobody, I'm just going to do an aside for a sec. When, you would give a diagnosis to a patient. No one, say you diagnose a child with a learning disability, okay? Dyslexia, something like that. You know, not life-threatening, whatever. Just make some accommodations at school, and hopefully they can still continue to live a fulfilled life. That's devastating to families because no family thinks their child is going to be average or below average. Everyone thinks they're going to be the prime minister or an astronaut or a movie star or, or, or an NHL hockey player. No one thinks that, oh, yeah, they're going to, you know, so it's always a blow to everybody. And I think how people deal with that is very individual. So I, I think, you know, you can have that opinion that you don't think it's that you don't think it's a it's a big deal and it's not comparable to people with more serious things. And then I, I guess the conversation would be different if she had cancer and that's why she had hair loss from chemotherapy. But in the end, I don't know. I can't get in the head of Jada Smith or Will Smith in this situation. I don't know because I don't know them and I'm not them. So for me, when I have these this concept of, of, of this whole controversy, I divorce myself from those things because I don't think it's relevant in the story. Because the real question is, say she did have cancer and say Chris Rock knew that. Is that justification for slapping somebody in the face? I don't know. No. Um, but let's uh, play the transition music and get back to the, the, the main topic of this conversation. Yeah. Well, uh, I wanted to talk about the speech, which is the second uh, most significant thing that happened after the slap. Um, almost as significant in my mind. What were your thoughts on the words that came out of his mouth? Because that was, you know, that was the stress as viewers we all had. What if he wins? What if he wins? What's he going to say? How's okay. he going to approach So this? first of all, 100%. Everybody who's watching it, who has some knowledge of what's going on, knows Everybody who's watching it knows that we save the best actor categories and best actress and usually director and best picture for the end of the broadcast. And we're not at the end of the broadcast. So those are all coming up. So everybody knows that. So um, before we get into his speech, I want just want to talk about what led up to his speech because there were other awards given out. Um, Chris Rock gave out an award to Questlove, who directed Summer of Soul, the do best documentary feature. And I guarantee you, I could only speak to my household. I wasn't even paying attention to what, what Questlove was saying because we're all trying to figure out what happened. Everybody's on social media trying to figure out what happened. So A, um, Will Smith took away that from at least Questlove, if not some of the other people. Uh, no, come on, not just Questlove, buddy. We, the entire Oscars. Yeah. The entire Oscars. I watched that woman who you spoke so highly of, Ariana DeBose, mm -hmm. For West Side Story, she won early on in the night. She won that Best Supporting Actress role. Beautiful speech, giving so much love for her to her mom and talking about being an Afro-Latina queer woman and dreams can come true. With it. Who's exactly. talking about that? Who's talking about that now? And any of the other people, who's talking about Troy Katsur, who won for yeah. Coda? One of the most beautiful moments I've ever seen in the Oscars where everybody- uh, His waving, speech was amazing. You know? uh, unbelievable It was speech. amazing. And uh, We're Jane talking Campion, about it because we did a whole- Jane Campion winning for Power of the Dog. Doesn't matter my personal opinions on her, on her in the movie. 
again, a huge accomplishment for her. Just, I mean, it's crazy that this just, and Coda winning for Best Picture. Amazing, you know? Again, I have my own personal thoughts on the movie, but in terms of representation, it's amazing. And no one's talking about that. Really, really pathetic. Pathetic is the action that took place that led Cur- to us Cur- all to not be talking I about. I mean, yes, yeah, right. I suppose. Yes. Will Smith, <laughs> Will Smith is pathetic. We're slightly pathetic for talking about this and giving it so much time, but yet we are. Um... So, yeah, so Will Smith, I mean, God, you know, so basically, I, I mean, he starts going on, he's crying during it, and he is trying to link, basically, his performance of King uh, as King Richard, uh, Serena and Venus Williams' father, with his actions that night, and saying how he he was a protector in, on set of uh, uh, Anjanae Ellis, who played his wife, and of the two girls who played his daughters. First of all, Anjanae is a adult woman who probably doesn't need your protection will smith uh and um try and then he's also a protector in his home life and i mean what are you doing here a couple things here first of all uh, saying that you resorted to violence because you were protecting a woman i mean uh, there's already been many editorials and comments on social media about how uh, brutal and misogynistic that is so you know, I, I I don't know what else to say other than what's already been said about that. And second of all, there's a way he could have done this. In a in in a way, the first thing you would do is get up there, apologize to Chris Rock. I'm sorry uh, for for assaulting you and losing my temper. Uh, hopefully, we as P Diddy said, we we'll talk about this afterwards and, and and work through this, and then just give your regular speech. You're taking it away. You're taking so much away from. Uh, the movie, the person you portrayed, and as we said, everybody else who came afterwards. And he had control over that. And again, he screwed up. Mm-hmm. He screwed up once uh, when he uh, slapped Chris Rock, and he screwed up again when he di- made a, like an inane, ridiculous speech. And, and listen, he tarnished not only all those other people. This is supposed to be the crowning moment of your acting life. Other than him mm-hmm. having kids, I can't imagine a bigger moment in his life than getting married, I should say. But other than those two, uh, yeah. those uh, those things, what else would be the biggest moment? This was supposed to be his yeah, transition to being a serious actor. And, and anyway, uh, just... I mean, some would argue he made that transition a long time ago, just not recognized right. by the Oscars. But anyway, yeah. that's separate. But he made another transition, Asif, that I'll tell you about, and that is into our home. I don't know if uh, if you have uh, you know young children who fight. Um, you probably know this. I'm speaking to the uh, the, the our, our, our listeners here. If you have young children who fight. So my boys are 10 and 7. You know, over the last few years, there's been this thing that we've seen, very common. You know, one of the kids, sometimes the older kid, hits the younger kid, but then the older kid starts crying profusely, even though he didn't get hit. But he knows he's going to get in trouble, A, because he's older and he should know better, and B, because he's the one who instigated or hit harder. So what happens? He starts crying profusely and just, uh, because he was doing this, and that's why I didn't know what to do. And, uh, and in our house, we are going to call that, you're Will Smithing it. That's what we're going to do. Okay, so it's a little tribute to uh, Will Smith's lowest point because that's what that is. That's the, that is so offensive to me. Something I have seen children do repeatedly, something I probably did as a child. It is a, the most childish juvenile tactic, and he tried to, you know, he tried. He assumed that we would be falling for that, and I'm sure some people did. Listen, I've been watching 
uh, Will Smith cry since I was a teenager and he was in his 20s. It's one of the greatest things he has in his arsenal as an actor. Why, did, why, why doesn't he love me, Uncle Phil? Why does he love, Why is that such an amazing scene? Because that guy took his own raw emotion that he has and he put it out. He, it, it streamed out of his body. And we've seen Will Smith's acting and it's amazing. And you and I are both fans, which is why I think we're emotional about this. We're fans of this guy. I was going to watch King Richard, Richard this week. I told you when we did our Oscars episode, I can't wait to watch it. I heard his interview on Fresh Air and it's, I'm excited for it. I need six months minimum before I can even talk. Oh, about I don't know how, like, same thing I told my wife, like of all the movies that I watch, I'm like, oh, you're going to love King Richard. She loves sports. She loves uh, the Williams sisters. It's a no brainer. Great performance. How can you watch this? Like, I don't even know how it would be possible. And yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 you know. Okay. So what, let's talk solutions. What do you think? What can the Oscars do here? Well, what can the Oscars do? I don't think the Oscars... What are the options? Oh, like, uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. People are talking about, like, taking away his Oscar and, and things like that. I Not an yeah, option. I mean, as has been pointed out by many people, uh, Roman Polanski still ha- has an Oscar. Harvey Weinstein produced so many Oscar-winning movies, he still has it. Yeah, by the way, Roman Polanski, uh, just an FYI, he was given... <laughs> He was, I don't know why I'm laughing. He was given, this is just, it's laughable what the Oscars did. He was given an Oscar in absentia. Why was he absent? He had pleaded guilty to these, uh, uh, you know, pedophilia charges, basically. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the exact yeah. term is on the charge. And he had the fled country, the yeah. country. I know. And, and, and he was I still know, given He an can't Oscar. come back into, into America. But listen, so I don't know about the Oscars telecast. They should have removed Will Smith. And if, you know. You disagree with me uh, on that. I guess that's your that's your right. You being the people listening to her, uh, so I think you agree. I think they should have removed him. They didn't because they knew there was an extremely high probability he was going to win the next award. But let's also keep in mind um, the audience there. Who I was so again. I, I don't blame them for not being uh, that involved with the rest of the show because of what happened. But they gave Will Smith a standing ovation. They didn't give Liza Minnelli a standing ovation because I watched. And when she came out with Lady Gaga to, to give... So you didn't give Liza Minnelli, a legend of stage and screen, uh, standing ovation. But you gave to Will Smith, who just assaulted somebody. I mean, what is your problem? And this is the issue. And we're going to talk a bit, I think, about um, you know what some prominent black writers have been talking uh, about this. But in the end, to mm-hmm. me, that doesn't speak to black or white, to be honest with you. It speaks to privilege. It's the privilege of a rich person. An influential person who has influence. Will Smith has a lot of influence on Hollywood. Don't don't pretend that he doesn't. And how many of those producers and and people there have you know have jobs because of him, made money because of him, have the potential to make more money because of him? Uh, you know, um, if they really want, like, I, I, you know, people getting upset at the Oscars and 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 the stuff. Why aren't they getting upset at the other stars who who did nothing? Yeah, I agree. I uh, I would love to get some input in that. My feeling was perhaps so many of them have been mocked by comedians over the years. Like they already deal with paparazzi and they already deal with Twitter and, you know, sort of uh, uh, anonymous people abusing them and and getting lots of hits for their like, you know, tweets of mockery. But finally, that, that mockery ha- had a face that night and that face happened to be Chris Rock's. And I think it might have been a thing where when 
Will Smith slap Chris Rock. You know, especially a lot of these white stars are like, that's something I could never do, but I'm glad it was done. I mean, I wonder. I cannot stand behind that. I cannot stand behind that. And when I hear people like Tiffany Haddish, you know, and Tiffany Haddish, you may not know, but comedian and actor. Now, I get it. She was with, she was in a movie with, um, with Jada Pinkett Smith. I mean, that's her girl, right? That's her home girl. I, I get, I understand that. But to, for her to come out and say, like, it was so good to see a man standing up for his woman. I can't, I find that to be an embarrassing take. I, I, I cannot stand behind that. She is a stand-up comedian. If somebody came up and slapped her, I would like to believe we would all be horrified and behind her if she sued that person. I don't understand what has happened here where she thinks that what Will Smith uh, did, did was honorable. I, yeah. I don't, and, I don't and, and again, I, I don't really feel, you know, neither of us are black, so I don't want to start you know, giving my opinions on what this means for the black experience. I think we could talk about what some other writers have said, but you do know he was comforted by uh, uh, Denzel Washington, Tyler Perry, uh, Bradley Cooper as well, and, and Nicole Kidman, and, and uh, what's her husband's name again? Country singer? Ke- uh, Keith Urban? No? Sure, yes, um, I think so. And, yeah. uh, you know, but but definitely the the the, the news coming out was, was Denzel Washington and Tyler Perry. But Denzel Washington spoke to both both of them as oh, well. Oh, did he? From what did, I yeah. understand. He also spoke okay, to I, did, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, you know, as the de facto male black sort of, you know, father in the industry, I think he he, he put that on himself to go and talk to both of them. And, and so, uh, you know, the, but it does raise some questions. If it was a white comedian like Ricky Gervais, who we know makes fun of, you know, that's why he was hired for the Golden Globes. Mercilessly. Yeah. And, 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 and you know that stars hate him uh, when he's doing that. He doesn't care. And he hates them. Yeah. It's actually, you know, so would, would, would the same thing have happened if it was Ricky Gervais making the exact same joke? I don't know. Um, I think it would not have, but I don't know. Look, I, I don't want to speak to the black experience. I, I will say that, I myself am very, not, not even very reluctant, completely uh, disinclined to put this in terms of the black community. And I, I'll tell you why, because uh, you mentioned Harvey Weinstein. The Jewish community doesn't have to apologize for our Harvey Weinstein. They don't, and they shouldn't have to. White people don't have to apologize for, I don't know, Donald Trump, various, you know, mass murderers and, and, you know, school shooters, they don't have to, nor should they have to. As Muslims, as someone who's very aware that he's not black, but who is a Muslim and you're a Muslim, over the years I've ha- I've been in a position where I've had to sort of explain, oh yeah, terrorists don't get it. And we're not, you know, and that, this happens very often, but it happens more than that to black people having to explain and having to not just explain, but 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 shoulder this burden of like, what does this mean now for the black community? I don't believe, you know, and, and Jamelly Hill in The Atlantic said this as well. Like, I don't, this should be based on Will Smith. This is on his shoulders. He has some personal issues that he needs to work out. Yes, the tentacles of this will go far. The repercussions of it are very broad. But this is about Will Smith. This is not about black versus white. And I would... Uh, I, you know, 
I caution anybody who starts yeah. thinking. And, and I respect uh, Jamal Hill a lot. Um, she's a great writer. And that's exactly what she said. She said, Smith's overreaction, I'm quoting her, does not reflect on anyone but him. And the suggestion that our community should feel any measure of collective shame is completely misguided. I absolutely agree. And this was a night to celebrate black excellence. If you want to talk about black people in general, maybe, I don't know if everybody knows this, they were the first Oscars with an all-black production team, right? It was, it was mm-hmm. a big deal for the black mm-hmm. community in general. If black people themselves are feeling a little ashamed of uh, what Will Smith did, that's their right. But I don't think this should be a blemish on black excellence because this night really did celebrate all of it. But to that point, Chris Rock, whether you like it or not, very much exemplifies black excellence. And I think you and I both agree that in that moment, pretty damn excellent what he did and what he didn't do mm-hmm. and how he regained yeah, his yeah. composure. Yeah, you mean like him, yeah, being, being calm and, and continuing. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I, I don't know what I would have done in that situation, but, um, but actually I want to get to that in a second. Not what I would have done, but what would you have done? So... But before we do that, I want to get back to the alopecia and Chris Rock. And I want to ask you a couple of hypotheticals. Because this is why people want us to talk about it. Because it's medicine uh, with, with the comedian. And, and, and you know, uh, um, you have your... Well, it goes back to the Mike Ward thing that we exactly, have already discussed. Exactly, which we discussed well. with Jess yeah. Solomon about what's the limits of comedy. So, okay, we can agree that this joke wasn't that funny, uh, whatever. What if he made the joke and she had say cancer and she lost her hair for cancer. Is that allowed? Should he make a joke like that? He can do whatever he wants. However, there will be repercussions. This is what you, you have. We live in a free society and you can do whatever you want. There will be repercussions, but those repercussions, I don't believe should include assault. Now I can go further and say, but Will Smith can do whatever he wants as well. And there should be repercussions of that too. And so if Will, Will Smith has to uh, pay a fine or be charged with assault if charges are pressed. I'm not going to feel bad for that. And I wouldn't feel bad for any comedian. I wouldn't feel like, oh, look at Chris Rock being soft. He's getting the law involved. Come on, man. It's two men slapping. You know, it's not a big deal. It's not like he got beat up in an alley. It's just a slap. No. If there's a lesson that has to be learned, you know, because you know where my mind goes it goes to Will Smith's son. Mm-hmm. Will Smith's son, as soon as it happened, you know, or m- moments after it happened, he, Jaden Smith, who, uh, you know, many people would know about, talented young kid, all that, he has a tweet that says, and that's how we do it. Right? After... I don't know, like, because he's looking at his father like a superhero slash protector, as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had said in his article. And uh, I think that's embarrassing because then Will Smith, we haven't said this yet, which is very important, apologized. He issued an apology, right? And in that apology, he talked about I his his own regrets. He said, violence in all its forms is poisonous and destructive. True. My behavior at last night's Academy Awards was unacceptable and excusable. True. Jokes at my expense are part of the job, but a joke about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear, and I reacted emotionally. Furthermore, he wrote, I would like to publicly apologize to you, Chris. I was out of line and I was wrong. I embarrassed, I'm embarrassed by my actions and they were not indicative of the man I want to be. There's no place for violence. Great. The problem is, Jaden Smith 
and Tiffany Haddish and all these other people, they already told on themselves. Yeah. They already told on themselves. There's no apology for like, hey, sorry, I didn't mean that's how we do it. You you look like complete clowns and nothing's going to um, you know take that away. So listen, I, I'm am I happy he apologized? I am. You know, an apology a day later that's clearly crafted by your publicist who you pay lots of money to. I, I'm not sure. My friend Brad and I were talking about this. There is a deficit in society of knowing how to apologize properly and being contrite. Oh, yeah. I, I We could do an episode on that, by the yeah. way. I mean, we go through the Mario Batali, the Kevin Spacey, now Will Smith. We'll go through a bunch of them and it's absolutely worthy of a PhD thesis. I agree. You know, here's something that he could have done. Again, I'm speaking like I was his publicist. Do you know what I would have done when he won that award? I would have said, Do apologize tell. to Chris Rock. Then I would have just said, you're in regular speech. If you came out with and you were contrite and said, we'll deal with it afterwards, just say your regular speech afterwards. There's no need to get into the crying, I'm a protector, all that garbage. And do you know what he should have done? He should have given his award to Richard Williams. Say, I'm not accepting mm -hmm. this. I'm going to give this to Richard Williams. Uh, you know, uh, he's the person who inspired me to do this. I've dishonored myself and I don't want to dishonor him. I'm, go I'm giving him this award. Again, that's what you would have done if you were a gifted actor of any kind. Yeah, exactly. And if, recognized by the Oscars. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Is there something I don't know about you, my friend? Anyway, all that to say, and I would ask one yes. last thing as well, what you made of Denzel's uh, comment, uh, which was, you know, in the moment I was like, no, God, why are you name dropping right now? That was making it worse for me. But it, it appeared that the people whose names he dropped didn't seem to mind it. Ingenue, the Williams sisters, Denzel, you know, it's like Denzel. It felt like he was like gathering his sort of tribe, you know, just you know, vocally gathering his tribe. And he said, you know, it's like Denzel told me, um, just a few minutes ago, Denzel told me, at your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. What do you make of that? I, I think I know what that means. Yeah, I know. I don't know what that means. Well, thinking that Denzel spoke to them both, I have a, 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 a but but I don't know if Will Smith really I knows don't, what that He means. does not know what it means because he thinks, like Will Smith, I should say, pronouns, uh, what Will Smith thinks is, yeah, everyone's out to get me because I'm doing so well. That's not what Denzel, I'm going to, I'm assuming, again, I don't know Denzel Washington. I'm totally in agreement with that's you. That's yeah. not what Denzel Washington meant. He meant, you know who the devil is in that sentence? It's you, right Will Smith, you idiot. In the head. Sure. God. Easy. Uh, sorry. Easy. <laughs> you might get slapped. Uh, listen, um, that's clearly, well, I, mean, I think that's what a, a rational person would think. Um, but I'm not sure we're entirely dealing with a rational person. Again, listen, man. Well, this but, is, but this is the offensive yeah. part for you to... This is what I don't like. This is what I don't, I don't like this self-victimization. You are a well-established, incredibly well-established, incredibly well-off, incredibly influential, incredibly gifted human being. With that comes some very ugly stuff. I get that. I get that. I wouldn't be able to tolerate paparazzi in the bushes all the time. You can't even have a proper vacation. You can't enjoy yourself. It's not ideal. But you have a lot that a lot of people don't have. You have. You have so much. And for you to act like you're the victim of something at this stage, I man, it's at the very least, it's corny. And you were about it's to so and you're about to have more. You're you know you're the lock 
for I th- I said that on the a preview. He was a lock for for best actor. You knew that was about yeah. to happen. I mean, the fact that you, I mean, I don't know what it says about about Will Smith. The fact that you can't con- control your emotions in that situation. I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what it says. And again, you can be like, oh, but, you know, him and Jada had these marital problems. And, uh, you know, she did cheat on him when they were kind of separated. And that's I, that's not cheating. That's open relationship. I, I wouldn't even I know don't care. It's <laughs> like, don't care. It's irrelevant. You, we, What you're trying to do is make, as you said, a justification for, for assaulting someone. And I don't think there is. I don't think there is either. I don't think there is. I, but I think if you're trying to understand Will's mind, I think there are right. some clues. Again, I'm not a psychologist. I don't know you're Will. As you said, it's bad to get into his mind. I am a doctor. Uh, doctor of laughs. Still, um, in his memoir, Will Will Smith talks a great deal about um, living under, you know, living with his father who was abusive. And he talks about, you know, horrible things he fantasized about doing to that father. He also talks about, he has a son prior to Jaden and Willow. He has another son and, and, and with another woman who he was married mm-hmm. to. When they divorced, he famously said it was the absolute worst moment of his life, the lowest point of his life. He never wanted to be divorced. He's a man who puts a lot of pressure on himself too. He wants to be that provider. He wants to be, you don't have to be abusive and be a provider. He wants he 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 didn't he never wanted to get divorced. He regarded it as one of his greatest failures, if not his greatest failure back at that time anyway. And so I think while he's trying to keep everything together and be this dad and be this provider and be this husband and be this entertainer and probably uh be a role model to hundreds of thousands of young people be a model, role model to thousands of different actors and, you know, people trying to be successful and be this model of black excellence. I can imagine he's under a lot of pressure. I sympathize. I feel like that must be the hardest thing ever. And yet you cannot assault somebody. You just can't do it. Listen, understanding his reasoning or, or, or his mental state is fine. Again, as you said, these aren't excuses. And I think you have to make the difference between those. And I think a lot of the yeah. dialogue that's been going on in the past two days doesn't. A couple of questions, I'll leave just to finish this off. One, why do you think it was a slap, not a punch? Uh, some might suggest that because uh, <laughs> Will Smith played Ali, Muhammad Ali in the movie Ali, probably knows how to land a punch pretty good. And um, I know Chris Rock grew up with brothers and stuff, but can he take a, a punch from a man the size of Will Smith who's trained in, in boxing? I don't know. Maybe it was a little bit of like, I'm pulling it so that you don't get too hurt, but you still feel the lesson. Others have suggested maybe it's because it's more insulting mm-hmm. to get a slap. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want to insult you the way you've been insulting my wife. These are the theories that are floating around there. I'm partial to either. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. So uh, the last question, which is specifically, I think, what our listeners wanted me to ask you. And the real question is, what does this mean for stand-up comedy? Because, you know, I've had comics, like, make fun of me 
to my face. Like I was at a show, you were backstage, I was there to watch you, and the guy's like, "Oh, look who's sitting over here! It's uh, uh, tech support. Uh, should should I, you know, uh, uh, call you in um, India and get get your, get help with my Mac or whatever? Um, you know, mm. like a blatantly racist comment to me, like in the guise of stand up comedy. You know, now what? A, am I allowed, this is a rhetorical question, am I allowed to get up and slap that guy in the face? Or, more importantly, though, is that something that now comics have to be worried about? Mm -hmm. I thought you were going to ask, more importantly, can I slap you in the face, Ali, for inviting me to that comedy show? Um, the answer is no to both. I, You know, I'm, I'm actually more worried about this than I am about the Mike Ward case it takes a lot of persistence, a lot of commitment, a lot of money to sue somebody, um, you know, to really like go through the courts and all that. That's not for everybody, but to get up and slap, that's an easy thing. They're like, well, I'm going to do it too. And, uh, and I think there, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, again, this, this article has to be read. This is, this is the problem. You know, we always talk about this emboldening. Trump emboldened racists. They already existed, but he emboldened them. Will Smith is emboldening, you know, various levels of pugilists and, and fighters and like macho men and toxic bros. He's emboldening them. And, and I'm not saying that it hasn't happened already. There's plenty. Look up on YouTube. There's plenty of videos out there of somebody, you know, uh, getting up and trying to attack a comic. You insulted my girl. You insulted me. I had enough. Um, I don't know what to tell you, but if, if somebody comes up to on stage, you know, the, 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 the regard in which I hold the stage, you know, and it's, it's hard to say that because sometimes you go and somebody's on stage talking about, you know, their genital warts and you're like, well, that's not really, <laughs> I'm not sure we should hold the stage in the highest regard tonight and for this set. But you know, as a performer, you're never more vulnerable than when you are a performer, especially solo. You're there, you're putting it all out there. You're doing, you know, and, and it's, it's like, it's not easy work and it's not for everybody and people who do it and do it well, I think deserve some modicum of respect. And I think those people who are um, coming up to try to punch them, I mean, I wouldn't feel any sympathy for anyone who got the bottom of a, of a microphone stand in, the, in, in their skull for trying to come up and attack somebody on the stage. I would, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll defend that quickly before I defend anybody coming up on stage to say something. It's no different from everything we talk about. If you don't like something, walk away, walk out. That's the best thing you can do. Spare yourself the drama. Go and ask for your 15 or $20 back. Say, I don't like this comic. I don't like what's happening. I cannot support this. That also sends a bit of a message to a comedy club. Like maybe we shouldn't have this person back because seven people de uh, depend. Some of the comedy bookers, they love that stuff. Great. He walked the room. I love edgy comedy. But in general, it sends a message that I can't really book this comedian. And eventually what happens, those type of comedians build their own following. People who love them for their offensive acts or whatever it is. And that's great for them. Let people who love them, love them. You go and, you know, Support comedy you want to support. But assault? No, I just can't. I can't. There's there's just no call for words being responded to with, uh, with violence. 
Okay, everyone, that's our show for today, our emergency podcast on the uh, Will Smith-Chris Rock issue and also talking about alopecia. Hopefully you guys found this interesting. Um, Like I said, we're getting this out to you guys early and uh, we'll be back on April 8th with uh, another episode of the podcast. Uh, I think we might, let's see how this plays out in the news. We may do a uh, kind of... um, kind of a debrief is what I'm trying about this. Maybe with some of your other comedian friends who are on, depending on what, what the aftermath is. I think that might be a good idea. Um, We'll see what happens with, with, in the news. Um, And remember, reach out to us. Very curious to see what you guys think. Um, Curious about your, your thoughts. Did we miss anything in this? Uh, Any, any, uh, any positions maybe that we, we uh, omitted or or didn't include. And uh, so reach out to us, uh, Dr. V comedian at Gmail. Uh, Remember we're at Dr. V comedian on Twitter, uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and also remember that although i'm a doctor i'm not your doctor medical issues we talk about are for your interest and information only they're not medical advice please consult your medical professional for actual medical advice and also remember this week ali is going to run back now to the set of uh of canada reads they've just been sitting there for an hour waiting for me to get back uh tune in to see ali on canada reads and uh yeah then we'll uh, see you guys next time see ya